Live from Chicago, the podcast that brings together the best minds in digital marketing today, Chicago Social. Now, from the offices of Boxless Media, in the heart of downtown Chicago, it's the deep dish eating, eternal Cubs fan, and And man man of of the the hour, hour. our host, Jason Bauman. Now, let's get social. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Chicago Social Podcast. My name is Jason Bauman. I'm the chief digital strategist over at Boxless Media, and I am the host of the Chicago Social Podcast. I'm excited to be joined today by Tyler J. Anderson, someone who I've always looked up to in the social media world. Tyler runs the Casual Fridays agency. He has an amazing podcast that I always listen to called the Social Media Social Hour. He runs Social Media Day San Diego, and he developed an app called Tax. So Tyler has almost as full of a plate as I do. I'm excited that he took some time out of his busy schedule to be with us today. But before we jump into our interview, I want to just tell you one more time about the Chicago Social Conference. It's just coming up in, in about 90 days. We are having some of the greatest speakers in social media marketing on stage in Chicago um, for a day of awesome interviews and, and discussions about some of the best topics in digital marketing. For example, we have Sue B. Zimmerman, Rich Brooks, Vivica Von Rosen, Vincenzo Landino, Amy Schmittauer, Amy Guth. It's a great st- It's a great group of people who are talking about some great topics. You're going to get a lot out of it. Um, check out the information. Check out all the information online at www.chicagosocialcon.com. Tickets are on sale. They're going quickly, so make sure you go ahead and reserve your ticket today. Well, enough about Chicago Social. I want to get into this this interview because Tyler talks about some really cool ideas to get the most out of social media conferences. So without further ado, I am excited to introduce to everyone to Tyler J. Anderson. All right, Tyler, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show, Jason. Well, I'm excited to have you here because I've been a big podcast person for the last, I'd say, three or four years, and and your podcast is one of the few podcasts that I actually listen to every single every single week that it, that it is um, released. Actually, I was even a guest on your podcast, so it's even extra special to me. So, love your podcast. Um, how did you get started in your podcast? Well, you know, the podcast is actually one of my favorite things that I do. Um, and I'm sure now, you know, you're, you're starting on this little podcasting kick yourself. And I'm sure you'll, you'll probably have the same answer in a few, uh, you know, in a few months if I were to ask you, Jason, hey, how do you like the podcast? You, I'm hoping you'll say you'll love it. But mm-hmm. I got started in 2014. Uh, truthfully, actually, I, I take that back. I first started dabbling with a podcast before I even knew what a podcast was back in 2011. I would actually record like five minute audio bits on my thoughts on various social media topics and post them. Um, Although I didn't really fully, you know, I wouldn't say it was a podcast. Like I wasn't submitting it to iTunes. I was just having the audio files available on my on my blog. And, um, you know, I kind of let that fizzle. And and truthfully, I'm glad I did because those were terrible. (laughs) So. Uh, I've actually, I still have some of those files on my computer. I go back and listen to them. I'm just like, that sounded awful. Uh, Fast forward to 2014, though. I said, listen, I'm gung-ho on this. You know, the equipment was, I mean, the the equipment had, the the barriers to entry to start a podcast were so low. You could invest, you know, 100 bucks, you can invest $600, and you can sound like a great FM radio station. So I, I made the investment, made the commitment, and I launched my podcast in September of 2014. And now we are... Uh, God, what are we up to? Like almost 120 episodes, I think. 
That's awesome. I still love it so far. We'll see where I'm at in a couple months, but uh, I love doing it. And I, I wanted to do it a while ago and it, being in charge of an agency, which, which I'm sure you can relate to, there's so many things going on. And one of the things that you often forget about is your own marketing. I mean, I think of all of my clients' marketing needs first. And, and one of the guys who worked for me was like, Jason, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I tried it. And it was the worst podcast I have ever heard in my life. It was me reading my first ebook. And after I did that, I said, okay, yeah, I'm not made for this. And I, <laughs> I, I dumped it. Hopefully it's not available anywhere. I don't think it is. But I, I restarted just, I think it's about six weeks ago, and, and I love it. So I've had some great guests, so it's exciting. So, so thank you for being here. No, no problem. My pleasure. One of the podcast episodes that you recently had, which I really liked, was you, saw, you talked about the importance of going to conferences, first of all, but also what you should do at conferences to, make, to get the most out of it. And I was hoping that you can kind of take us through those different points and tell us what someone should do at a conference um, to get the most out of that conference. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I think conferences are, are just, you know, yes, we live in a world where we're so digitally connected and I can easily, you know, have, you know, Skype calls or Zoom meeting calls with anybody on the world. Um, and that's awesome. But there's still nothing more powerful than actually shaking someone's hand, you know, looking them in the eyes, having a, a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever it is, and just meeting each other face to face, especially in social media where we make so many connections through these various social channels and you truly do develop a relationship with someone that when you do finally meet them in person, uh, it's just that much more impactful because you you already know a little bit about them from from what you've observed over social media over the years. So uh, but there's so there's definitely that that value of going to conferences and not only just to connect with those that you've met on social, but to meet new people who have a similar interest as you and have, uh, you know, basically, you know, similar connecting points. So, um, you know, I think the, re the, the podcast episode you were talking about is one we did how to get the most out of conferences. And if memory serves me correct correctly, I think I was just given like, I think I gave seven or eight tips on uh, what you should do. And so, um, you know, the first one that I always tell people is when you go to a conference, you got to embrace the fear. And, and I know that people are like, well, what are you talking about? And I'm like, here's what it comes down to. It's natural to fear talking and meeting with strangers. Like we've all done it. You walk into that room at a conference or like the, the opening night parties or mixers and you don't know anybody. And so you're kind of, you know, you go stand in the corner or, or a lot of people, they first go gravitate to go get a, a cocktail because they want to, you know, get the liquid courage to talk to people. But you got to embrace that. Just know that you're you along with 99 percent of everybody else attending that conference. You're all there by yourselves for the most part. And so, it, you know, you just got to embrace that and get out of your comfort zone. And the more that you get out of your comfort zone, the more comfortable it's going to get. And so, uh, you know, basically you got to you, you should be out there networking because it's good for you to do that. And you got to stay no motivated in network. So definitely embracing the fear is is one of those uh, first uh, recommendations I would make just when you're going to conferences. And then another uh, tip I'd recommend is that, you know, do your homework here because a lot of times the relationships, they can form before that conference. So, for example, uh, I'll just give a, a real life example. The Social Media Marketing World Conference that's really uh, big in our industry, um, they have Facebook groups. You know, they, they have an official hashtag. And like right now, that conference is, you know, by the time that this podcast airs, we'll, we'll probably be within a month from that conference happening. And right now there's active conversations happening on Twitter, on the LinkedIn group, on Facebook groups. So you can already go out there and start connecting with people and start building that relationship 
before we even show up at that conference. And then a lot of times that's when then you can, you can say, Hey, Jason, um, you, you and I might exchange a bunch of, of tweets or messages on a Facebook group. I can now say, Hey, let's go grab a, there's a, there's an open time slot on Tuesday night. Let's go grab dinner. You know, let's go grab coffee. And so now you're not showing up at that conference, trying to like figure out how you're going to fill your time. And that kind of plays into the, the, the third recommendation that I have is, um, design your schedule or just plan ahead, you know, plan what you want to do and who you want to do it with. Yes, you should leave some time just for like those impromptu meetings with people who you might meet at the conference, but don't just walk into a conference with no schedule, no planned agenda. Um, otherwise, you're just it's just too easy to not get the most out of it. I like to go in there and identify which sessions I want to attend. You know, where do I want to spend time? Who do I want to have dinner with? Who do I want to have breakfast with? Who do I want to you know, go have uh, who do I want to meet up with for a drink later at night? Uh, try to design your schedule ahead of time so you can make the most out of it. It's almost like it's it's very similar to just overall productivity in life. The people who actually you know design their day, um, you know, in the morning first and foremost, as opposed to just reacting all day, are way more productive. Well, that same kind of formula works for conferences. You're going to get more out of that conference if you kind of design your schedule. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, gotcha. well, I think and one of the things that you mentioned in a podcast when you're talking about designing your schedule was to create a list of people that you'd like to meet and then do your research on, on them and then schedule appointments with them. So I think that's really important. And, and I think for most people, they don't even think that doesn't even enter their minds. Absolutely. It, it makes such a you, you figure out who you'd like to meet at those conferences and like do this, you know, okay, do this a little bit with like a little bit of common sense. You can't go to a conference and I'm not saying don't shoot for the moon, definitely shoot for the moon. But if there's like a, a keynote speaker, like let's just say Gary Vanderchuk, who's going to be keynoting social media market world. If you're going to that conference and that's your only objective to meet Gary V, I mean, good for you. Great. But truthfully, like everybody's going to try to meet Gary V. Like you also want, just want to have that list of, you know, who are, who are 10 people that, you know, having a mutual relationship with could be beneficial to you and where you could provide value to them. You don't want to be self-serving either here, right? And so try to do your homework on them, understand what they're about, go out of your way to try to meet with them. Um, again, you don't want to make it look like you have a hidden agenda. Again, it's also how can you help them out? And uh, you'd be surprised just by, by giving more and helping other people out, it'll open up more doors for you. But yeah, you should definitely do your homework on that. And I think we've talked a lot about in this podcast about networking with people is all about the other person. It's not about what you need or whatever. It's about helping other people. So that kind of aligns a lot with what you're saying. Um, but one of the other things that's important about that is it doesn't have to be the speakers. So sure, Gary V's probably got 1,800 people at that conference who are trying to meet with them or see him or, or talk to him. You know, yep. it might be, you know, Rich, who is attending the conference, or is a track leader, or, or or something like that. It could be someone who's not everyone is trying to meet, or someone who's just attending. It could be someone. It doesn't have to be those big name people who everyone is trying to meet as well. So. Absolutely, Jason. I'll actually give you a great example of this too. So, um, at the original social media marketing world, and part of that chatter that happened before the conference actually started, there was like you know the conversations that were happening on Twitter. There was a small group of about eight of us that we all decided before the conference started, we were going to meet in the Marina Kitchen bar uh, at the hotel and just grab a drink before we all went and registered. And one of the individuals that day was a girl named Jen Herman, who now has won Social Media Examiner's one of the top 10 blogs of the year for Jen's Trends the last three years. She wasn't even attending the conference. She was just kind of crashing the, the parties, if you will. Mm -hmm. But again, I met her through that, that, that conference ahead of time you know, through Twitter, then we all decide, hey, let's go grab a drink at the bar. 
And, you know, fast forward now, Jen's, you know, one of the, the experts across Instagram, uh, widely recognized for the work she does, even by social media examiner themselves. And I've even had Jen now be a speaker at Social Media Day, my event, uh, two years ago, actually. Yeah, Jen is awesome. And didn't you meet Bree there as well? Br- no, Bree. So Bree Kelly, I met actually at my own event, Social Media Day San Diego. Bree came out as an attendee and she, she paid her own way. She came out to Social Media Day San Diego last year. And that's how I met Bree. And then you fast forward now, uh, whatever we are, like eight, nine, ten months later, and Bree now is a uh, employee of Casual Fridays. So that's, yeah. So it's, it, it goes to the power of, of meeting people at conferences. Absolutely. So uh, next thing on your list that you mentioned in, in your tips was less talk, more listening. So uh, that's something I try doing in the podcast now is stop talking. But um, tell me about that. Dude, I'll tell you what. You know what? The podcast helped me with this big time. So you're, you're on the right path. Uh, you'd be you'd be amazed how much more of a better conversationalist you are if you just listen more. And the same thing goes with this with that conferences. I can't even tell you how many times I go to a conference and people come up and they're like, "Hi, what's your name? Tyler Anderson. Hi, Tyler. I'm Bob. I'm Bob. I'm from you know Tampa, Florida. I sell this blah 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 blah." You get the idea. Mm-hmm. It's just so boring and overpowering, and nobody cares. And truthfully, like again, it goes back to the statement I made a little bit ago. Like you know, try to assess like how can you help other people out because you got to give to get. Right. So the more that you give other people, the more you're going to get in return. And so, you know, that's done by listening, listening to what their needs are, uncovering, you know, layer upon layer of like what what their pain points are. And if you can solve their pain points or be a resource to them or even be a connector, you know, help them out, inter- make an introduction. I, I, I truthfully, I, I do think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've been able to help people out with is um, just through my network. Uh, I, I just get, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I take pride in this. I like to connect people. I like to introduce people to other people. And a lot of times when you just make those introductions, you know, people will always remember that and they will go the mile sometimes to, to return the favor. Absolutely. Do you know what a Rolodex is? I, I, I know when, I know what a Rolodex is. I don't have one anymore. I think the last time I had a Rolodex was 2004, maybe 2005. But there, we all have them in our phones now. Well, it's funny because my first episode of the podcast I dedicated to Rolodexes, and it was really funny because the one of the most influential people, or not influential, one of the most powerful people I've ever met, uh, in terms of of being. Uh, an asset to her friends and connections um, was a boss I worked with at Cranes, and she had a speech that she would give it called the um, the Golden Rolodex. And so when I decided to launch my podcast, I'm like, you know what? This is the foundation of of social media. This is the foundation of everything that we do in marketing in in, in digital marketing. I want to start with her, and I put the title up, and I was like, really? Am I starting a digital marketing podcast talking about a piece of office? Uh, an office supply that's been out of date for for 15 years. So but it was kind of funny. So I, a lot of great tips about um, about conferences. Um, tell me about you have a conference. So you have Social Media Day San Diego, correct? Yep. Tell me about your conference this year. So yeah, so Social Media Day is celebrated worldwide June 30th. Uh, it's been done so since 2020, 2010. Uh, we took it upon ourselves to turn that into a mini conference in San Diego. So as opposed to just having a meetup, we actually bring in some uh, some of the best thought leaders uh, across the planet. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little lucky. Uh, a lot of great thought leaders live in and around the San Diego area. So since day one, they've been really supportive of the event, and that's kind of helped it get to where it is today. But then a lot of that uh, success of that event has really then gotten a national attention. And so we've had a lot of people who've actually now come to us saying, hey, I'd like to be at your event. So we now get a lot of speakers who aren't from San Diego as well. 
So uh, we get any, it's going to be another great event. Every year we've had anywhere from, you know, 500 to 1,000 people, it seems like, uh, at the Marriott Marquis in San Diego, and it's on June 30th. And this year I have all of our speakers confirmed except for one, but it's going to be a phenomenal event. So our event this year will include the following, Jay Bear, Mike Stelzner, Carlos Gill, Sonny Leonarduzzi, Rick Mulready, Pat Flynn, Joel Com, Brian Fanzo, and Mari Smith. And then uh, we have one other slot that's yet to be confirmed, but we might be adding another speaker too. So we're fired up. That's a great lineup. Again, we're very lucky that a lot of these people live somewhat close to San Diego or in San Diego. And uh, we're getting some great speakers here who are, who are traveling to come experience the great events. Guys like Jay Bear and uh, Joel Com. You know, Jay's from Indiana. Joel's from Colorado. Sonny's from, I think, Canada somewhere, Victoria or something That's like right. that. So yeah, it's it's great. Brian Fanzo is now in Virginia, so it's great that we get a lot of people outside of San Diego too. And these are the movers and shakers in social media. I mean, Jay Bear, his new book, Hug Your Haters, I've read it and I've listened to the book on Audible, both. And I don't often do that twice. It's an amazing book. Mike Stelzer is, of course, the social media examiner guy. Uh, Joel Com, Rick Mulready, I love his podcast. He's got an awesome podcast about Facebook advertising. So you've got a really stellar lineup. If someone wants to learn more about Social Media Day San Diego and they don't live in Chicago, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so if they want to learn more about Social Media Day San Diego, where do they go? Just go to socialmediadaysandiego.com or uh, if you to make it easier, but it is socialmediadaysandiego.com or even if you just go to smdaysd.com, it'll take you there too. And tickets uh, will be available very soon. If you do go to there today, we have some of the speakers up, but we just are finalizing all this in the last week or two. Uh, but tickets will be made very, very soon. And I should mention too, I mean, we, we put this event on and in the spirit of Social Media Day, um, you know, if somebody were to go and see this equivalent of a, of a lineup at a conference, they're probably going to spend anywhere from, you know, $500 to, you know, $1,000. Uh, we make our tickets very affordable. Um, so the average person could just go, you know, if they want to learn more about social media. We pride that uh, where we take pride in making our event very affordable on social media day. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so the other reason why I wanted to get you here, and all of that information, just a step back, will be available in our show notes. So if you head over to uh, chicagosocialcon.com slash podcast, um, you'll be able to see all of these links and, and, and go ahead and see who the, the speakers are. One of the reasons why, one of the other reasons why I wanted to get you on the podcast today was to talk about a new app that I was very privileged to try out uh, a couple about a month ago and um, I thought it was awesome and um, you are the creator or your team is the creator of this app I um, you want to tell me about it yeah sure so you know one of the, the beautiful things that you get as being an agency and working with you know almost 100 clients here is uh, you discover the pain points probably more than the average you know user across social media you know, for example, like com pulling competitive reports, we all know like any good agency should be pulling that. You know, we were getting that request in 2010. Mm -hmm. And so we used to have to manually do that. We were able to build a tool that solved it. Well, one of the things that we identified as another problem is getting great content. You know, we ha it's a hard job for, you know, not just agencies, but even just average businesses to get good content to use across social media, um, any of the platforms for that matter. And so you know, yes, there's some tools out there. Uh, for example, like if you're on Instagram, you can use a tool like Regram and you could Regram and give attribution. But technically, you know, just giving attribution without actually getting permission is not does not give you the legal right to to use that content. So 
Um, and particularly with a lot of our clients, getting good, authentic, real content to power that marketing is a pain point. And so uh, we developed a tool called TAC, T-A-C-K, and basically it helps you find the perfect photo so you can browse Instagram locations and hashtags for new uh, user-generated content. And then it allows you the ability to acquire the legal rights to use it. So you can request full rights to use that content for your marketing. And then if that user agrees to let you use it, it'll automatically get downloaded into a library database where you can, of course, you know, tag it and sort it by categories or by you know, whatever the picture is. And then now you have the rights to use that photo across not just Instagram, but Facebook, Twitter, any of your social channels, your website, wherever it may be. So the, the tool is called TAC, and it basically, again, just allows you to get that authentic content to power your marketing. And I think for those agencies who deal with clients, now we have a, a bunch of restaurants that work with, and people are checking in nonstop through the day. I mean, I go through boatloads of check-ins every day, and as well as our other our digital strategists here. But, um, you know, this brings it all together. So I think the legal part of this is, is a great aspect, but I think just as strong is the ability to source all this user-generated content. So uh, that's that's a really cool tool in just that case. So tell me how that works. Yeah, so we're, we're, you know, again, we're primarily doing this through Instagram and their API, and we're able to locate by location or hashtags. And, you know, to your point, you work with a lot of restaurants. We work with a lot of hotels and resorts. And so, again, this was the pain point is, you know, it was very difficult to get content always from the clients. But they have hotel guests who are taking photos all day long. And some of these photos are just spectacular. They're amazing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're, they're almost better storytellers than we are, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so basically, we're able to, through the, the Instagram API, we're able to curate all this content and we can view when it was posted. We can comment on it. And then, of course, we can even you know like it if we wanted to. And then we can ask for permission if we wanted to from it as well. And so uh, it's all through a hashtag. So you can ask for permission with a specific hashtag that you can come up with and customize. And if that user replies back with that hashtag, then that photo automatically downloads into your database. So um, you're right. It's just, it, it aggregates all that content together. It allows you to see what's happening. And, you know, yes, there's tools out there like, uh, you know, even like uh, Insta, uh, not uh, Hootsuite, where it'll integrate with Instagram so you can reply to the comments. But again, Hootsuite's pulling in people are replying directly to your Instagram content. Sure. This would actually allow you. So even if people are just tagging the location, now you can respond to them, too. So it's almost even a great, you know, engagement tool as well. And, and, and absolutely. And if you look at like some of the, we use, we're a Sprout agency. So we use Sprout for, to look at, you know, Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. But I, I prefer actually to go into your tool and just look up. I can see everything that's going on in those restaurants and, and we can't be there. I mean, we've got a, we've got a bunch of clients. We can't be in every restaurant all the time. And yeah, yeah. this lets you do that. So the curation part is amazing. Yeah. I'm Tell us about the legality too, because I think one of the speeches that we give when a new strategy starts here is that we do not take pictures off of Google Images, and we don't do picture, we don't post pictures without permission. Um, not everyone does that. So tell us about. So I know you're not an attorney, but tell us about some of the the rules. I would say about using or etiquette. I would say more so um, about using pictures from users online. Yeah, I mean, so again, I'm not an attorney, and we definitely consulted with attorneys on this. I even had a podcast episode about this uh, specifically. I wish I could remember which episode it was, but it was with Ruth Carter. So if you just go search Casual Fridays, Ruth Carter, you'll find it. Um, but then we've also been, we've gone through numerous attorneys' help when we, when we were writing the terms for TAC. But uh, to sum it up, basically, is this. Listen, 
myself, me personally, Tyler Anderson, if I were to go and use a tool like Regram and I saw my wife posted a picture of, you know, our kids, clearly I can just regram that. She's probably not going to sue me, right? But if Toys R Us took one of my, my wife's photos of uh, us, you know, playing with a toy or whatever and just regrammed it, and yeah, they maybe even gave her attribution. They did not have the legal right to do that. And now it could be viewed as like being used from a commercial standpoint or an advertisement. They are technically then subjecting themselves to, um, you know, to, to, to a lawsuit. And so that's the problem. We see a lot of brands who just use these tools and assume because, oh, well, it's public. It's out there on Instagram. That doesn't mean that you have the right to use that. And same thing with Google Images. We're the same way. You can't just go and like, you know, grab a, a, an image off of Google, Google Images and assume that you have the rights to use it and post it as your own. And sadly, Jason, I mean, I, there's a lot of brands and businesses and, and even more sad agencies who are doing this. And I see this all the time. I've seen this from even comp competing, competing agencies of ours. Uh, clearly, like, God, one was like the playoffs were going on uh, for the NBA last year. And this one shop was literally just pulling like Google images of like LeBron James. Like you do not have <laughs> the right to post that, you know, Hey, come watch the game tonight here. It's just, you got to create your own content. So, you know, and even with our tool, I will admit this, there are some things you got to be careful about. So if, uh, you know, Jason say you took a picture on Instagram and you took a picture and it had like five or six people in there and, you know, some maybe maybe one of them was a celebrity, and I maybe got permission to use your picture. Um, if that was at like a private party, and I didn't have permission from those other people, like that's still a little dicey. Now, if it's out in public, you know, again, and and again, I'm not an attorney, but I think th they'll always be able to clarify this more. But you know, if you're out in public, there is like the ability to take random pictures of people. But again, if you're at a, at a restaurant, that's private property, right? Mm -hmm. So people are entering those private properties, not with the expectation you're just going to take their pictures or same with the hotel. Um, so there's still some things you got to be careful of, but at least this way you have the, the original, um, you know, the artist's permission, I guess you could say, whoever is taking that photo uh, on Instagram, you're getting their permission. But going back to it all, what I will say too is we found, and this is what we call user-generated content, this content outperforms most original content bar none. Uh, we see, I mean, let's just be honest. Some of this content, it, it just looks amazing. It's real. It's authentic. It's how people are truly experiencing a product or a service or whatever it may be. And uh, bar none, when we look at any of the insights and analytics, the content that we're repurposing from like a tool like what we're using on TAC and, and using it across other social networks, it, it nine out of 10 times, it outperforms any original content we create on our own. And what's really exciting too is now you got great content that you can leverage for your ad campaigns, whether they're on Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the content that you can get off of, of some of the search ends and stuff like that, and you look at the comment, the content that you're putting up there, that's real photos from within your brands. I, I think just the power is so much, there's so much more power in the pictures that are actually coming from your brands. And that's what we've seen in our, in, in a lot of our restaurants. Um, I did find that episode, but I have no idea how to tell you what episode of it is yours. It just says yep. the legalities of social media, but we'll include that in, in the show notes. Um, Tyler, thank yeah, you. I, I got it's episode 95. So 95. Okay. casualfridays.com slash 95. It was an episode with Ruth Carter and we talk all about the legalities of social media. Yeah, it was a, it was a great episode. Um, so Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Um, first of all, um, I appreciate you sharing information about this app because it's a very slick, cool app and, and I think people should, should give it a try. Um, but also, uh, a lot of what we're doing for Chicago Social um, 
is modeled after some of the success that you've had. So um, I appreciate you being a great role model out there for, for other people who are trying to put things together in, in their areas. So, so thank hey, you for I, that as well. No, no problem. I appreciate that. And, and you know, again, I, I've watched what you guys are doing. I wish you guys all the best on, uh, on June 30th as well. You guys got a great event there. Sue and Amy are two former speakers of Social Media Day San Diego. So I'm sure they'll crush it for you guys as well. I hope so. So I, I have no no doubt that they will. I Tyler, if someone wants to reach out to you, how do they do that? So um, I'll, I'm just going to drop everything here. If you want to connect with me personally, just go to tylerjanderson.com. You'll find all, links to all the social channels that I'm on, except for Snapchat, but that is just TJA Snaps. I, I need to get my snap code on that website, I guess. Everything on the agency, Casual Fridays, can be found online at casualfridays.com. Social Media Day San Diego is socialmediadaysandiego.com. And of course, this new app we just are rolling out called TAC. You can, the, the official domain name is foundontac.com. That's foundontac.com. Thank you so much. And we'll put all that in the show notes. Tyler, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll see you out there. All right, Jason, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, head over to revcards.com. Enter the code CHGO and leave us a review. Otherwise, check us out online at chicagosocialcon.com. Until next week, peace.